The last straw. The doors are open. What if I told you, come 2021, in the college sports world, the sky is the limit. For the sports that get viewership, that is. The fire is dawning. Let's end with a bang. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to Gen Z, Dawn of the Fire, the final episode called Sponsorships versus Scholarships. I'm your host, Trey Redfield, and after last month's unanimous approval by the NCAA, college athletes can now earn profit through a likeness that is effective in 2021. Before the approval, scholarships were, were the only monetary opportunity for athletes. Then, California allowed it, but three weeks later, the NCAA followed. Now, even though this rule is not in effect yet, and it is something we have not officially seen yet, there have been players who have been flirting with the new norm for Gen Z already, such as rejected number one draft pick defensive end Chase Young from Ohio State, who took a loan from a family friend leading to a two-game suspension, along with Memphis power forward James Wiseman. The number one recruit for the class of 2023, who is most likely a one-and-done, which is, once again, someone that plays one year of college basketball and commits to the, commits to the NBA draft, was, and was later declared ineligible for the second time this season by the NCAA, accepting moving funds to Memphis while he was still a high school student. Wiseman now has to pay 11.5k to charity. Where is he going to get that money? I mean, the kid is 18 years old playing college basketball. I mean, that, I mean the rule's not in effect yet, but... At the same time, he doesn't have no no eighteen year old going to college has an extra eleven and a half thousand dollars. There's just no way. But what we were able to see from these two incidents is that it is not going to change. Until it is legal, players will try to sneak and finesse the system, as it is something we have seen since the former USC star running back, Reggie Bush, who lost his Heisman for his actions of this in two thousand six. Now, with trying to get a little extra pocket change, it is understandable that athletes do this. Well, Trey, it's kind of weird. I thought you were against this idea. That's true. But the buck stops at free tuition and room and board. Scholarships are the only way athletes can earn money, for it is earned through their ability and their designated sport. And $2.7 billion worth is distributed every year in scholarship money by the NCAA. From that ability a player is guaranteed a full-ride scholarship unless they're playing football. Holding on, holding on for a second. Not getting a scholarship does not mean a player cannot play. This is where a walk-on walk comes into play. There, these are players who try out for the team, and as the season rolls along, a scholarship can be earned. This prestigious scholarship, as stated previously, will be the only reward until 2021 for scholarships are offered by a coach's likeness of a player, not a fan. From top to bottom, scholarships have likeness, and it is only through the coaches. Before 2021, it is only free tuition and room and board. But after all, the sponsorships will pour in, opening a new door for college athletes. But, above all, being a so-called good player will forever reign supreme. <laughs> 
let's rewind for a hot second as we introduce sponsorships. One of the biggest topics of sponsorships in college sports is earning money through memorabilia. Memorabilia is considered like signed, signed attire, so like a signed football helmet, a uh, signed jersey, signed cleats, signed pictures of players in big moments. But there's a player that earned hundreds of thousands of dollars through this, through a through technical sponsorship, who ended up losing his Heisman Trophy, the most prestigious award in college football, a player on a very good USC team with Matt Leinart and Pete Carroll as their head coach. That star running back was Reggie Bush. The consequences were large for the star running back, who was selected second overall by the New Orleans Saints after losing the 2006 Rose Bowl. He and his family got hundreds of thousands of dollars in memorabilia gifts from two California-based marketing agents. Bush would end up being sued by one of these marketing agents in Lloyd Lake in efforts to recoup the assumed $300,000 that was put into this. The investigation overall took four years, but now that we move forward into 2021, why not reinstate his trophy? This would have been acceptable if come 2021. I mean, there have been, there have been athletes that have been better than Reggie Bush, I would say, who would have earned much more money getting their memorabilia signed or getting the attire that they have, that they choose to bring in. Had that be signed and earned so much money from it. So since it's going to be legal now, why not give him his Heisman Trophy back, even though he was the one that gave it up himself. And why does this have to happen now? And now we realize that, like that we want that Gen Z athletes have wanted this for a while after being influenced by people in front of them. And the NCAA awards us now. But this is something we'll dive into later, especially with Reggie Bush in the cast. The late great notorious B.I.G. sings Mo Money, Mo Problems. We can say that for James Gatto and the rest of his group that we met in the last cast, as well as Reggie Bush. I'm not famous whatsoever, but I say Mo Money, Mo Opportunity when it comes to sponsorships. In 2014 alone, the NCAA made $753.5 million from marketing and TV. Viewership is emphasized immensely, especially with football and men's college basketball, the most popular college sports. In 2018, 366 regular season telecasts reached 163 million fans. 38 bowl games reached 90 million fans. That's in college football. 38 bowl games. It's amazing how from the 60s, there were only like seven or eight, but now there's like 38. It's unbelievable. Now, combining CBS, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, Fox, and Fox Sports 1, there were 4,220,000 views in the regular season alone for, for men's college basketball. In just, a national, in just a national championship for women's college basketball this year, let me tell you, the 
very good Gino Ariema UConn squad was not in this game. They received 3.689 million views. And as we can all assume, as, more, as we introduce more college sports, it just downgrades from there immensely. With the idea of viewership still circulating, there was a kicker who got viewed while watching a special UCF football team and on YouTube. That man was Donald De La High. De La High was forced to make a decision of continuity. Continue kicking for UCF or continue making money from his YouTube. It was a force conducted by the NCAA because the UCF kicker had already made $4,000 from his YouTube account. And what I found to be a shocking decision, De La High chose to, chose to stick with his YouTube, leaving the, the football program that had an undefeated season but would later consider themselves as national champions, even though they never made it to the college football playoff. What Dale High was able to do was show commitment, proving a point. This incident was one of several to lead to the final outcome of athletes finally being paid, playing and YouTubing with a profit. Now, if he chose to play instead of, instead of going to his YouTube, he could have been a part of the idea of his money being reinstated if he chose to kick four the nights of UCF instead of earning money from his YouTube. I, that's what I thought it was going to happen, but it didn't. But doing both of these could be very time-consuming. Along with what was unstated, having four or five classes every semester, tacking on office hours and required tutoring session hurts just... Hurts the fact that 24 hours in a day is just not enough. I mean, I have seven classes, but thank goodness I'm not a student athlete because who knows where I'd be right now. But at the end of the day, money is money. It is arguably the most motivating factor in society. The money going into college sports is all about the brand and the so-called clout. Centered around the likeness earned through mostly viewership, the name of a college athlete will finally be able to be used. I remember playing NCAA football 13 and NCAA college basketball games. They never included their names because they were never able to use them. It's considered a sponsorship. If your name is in a game, you're, it is a sponsorship. All you could hear from the voice of play-by-play commentator Brad Nessler is wide receiver number three catches it at the 20-yard line. Not Odell Beckham Jr. catches it at the 20-yard line. The likeness of viewership can also turn into commercial time. Watching local ads that include Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton as a middle school student would always pop up on in my mind as a flashback recently. And I think, wow, I cannot believe someone like Cole Anthony UNC star point guard could be doing this if he remains a college athlete come 2021. Now we've had a little rewind in this cast already about Reggie Bush, but I'd like to talk about as well, get a little pause here about likeness with the sponsorships and with the scholarships. The likeness starts in the aspect of the scholarship because the coach is the one that has to like the player in order for them to come to their school. It's like Jim Beheim 
liking my basketball play to play in the Carrier Dome for the Syracuse Orange. That's basically what it is for scholarships. But the likeness of the scholarship, and going into 2021, the likeness of the scholarship will turn into the likeness of the sponsorships because they're because the athletes are the ones getting viewed. If they're getting viewed and they're the ones that are playing very well in these games and they and they and they become familiar faces, they're like the big men on campus. This is where the sponsorships come in. People or companies will see that this person is a very popular athlete and they want them to promote their brand. These athletes will already potentially be in video games, earning money from viewerships as well. But when there's when people come calling their name like fanatics and um I don't know, uh, Hulu saying they get to be they, they, college athletes could be the new one saying, oh, Hulu has live sports. This is sponsorships that's earned through the likeness of the player because they're recruited by the coach. Let's, let's, let's bring it all in now. They're recruited by the coach. That leads into them getting viewed, knowing college basketball is a very popular college sport. This leads, and then when, when they're, if they play very well on TV and they're liked by, by people who watch them, people who see them in games, that can lead to the sponsorships. Now with everything in hand on seeing what comes out on both sides, along with Getting a little pause on likeness. We can officially say we've reached the core of my cast. We know for sure that pay-to-play opens up more opportunity for college athletes who are wanting to build off their game. But, come on, NCAA. We know why you're doing this. The more more opportunities are made is because NCAA the NCAA has changed rules to not keep losing their players. I mean, why not? It paves the way for it. We see, we've seen Chase Young do it. We saw James Wiseman do it. Two of the best players in their game. Trying to sneak into the system a little bit. We saw it with Johnny Manziel. Back in 2015, when he was doing the same thing Reggie Bush did, but not as much as $300,000. Everything is in store for college athletes to already try and earn money. They've tried to sneak through the system. You can ramble all you want, as will I. But college athletes are off the hook and being centered around their one way from class to practice. Because the NCAA knows that they've, only, they've been on this one way for years. And as Gen Z athletes come in to these schools to play for whoever they're playing for, they're showing that it's not enough. And they're showing that if they stay on the one way, they're going to lose their interests. It's just a sample of opportunities that we will seek. I mean, just imagine what this could have been like if this was put into effect last year. Zion Williamson would have already been a millionaire more likely than not. 
because he's getting recruited for a scholarship at first. He's liked by Coach Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. And that turns into him being viewed, earning that viewership money. Players, or students like him, people who watch their games like him. I mean, the likeness was emphasized on the TV screens itself. I mean, it's the reason why Duke Blue Devil basketball games on ESPN average out to 2.14 million viewers because of Zion. Now that viewership turn gets into those sponsorships where he may be able to he may be able to have signed memorabilia, a signed picture of him doing a 360 dunk, and he signs it. That could also turn into him being the next person saying Hulu has live sports, live sports, and earns a lot of money because of it. So put Zion into it. And if you're a college athlete out there, and if you're really, really good, put yourself into Zion's really big shoes. I would like to wrap this cast up with an anomaly that is within a binary. It may seem very, very odd, but I feel like the process of this and pay-to-play go together very well, and that is marijuana. The push for legalization of marijuana has been a very strong one by determined citizens in our country. There are citizens not just from Gen Z, but from other generations. It began in 1970. See, the commonality with this part is that there are Gen Z athletes that saw this and pushed for it and got it. There are, and this whole process was begun by young millennials and Gen Xers who were trying to make a statement. So both of these are coming together, even though they're 50 years apart, as the push for legalizing cannabis began in 1970. Today, weed is fully illegal in 11 states, beginning the process. As the process was begun to pay to play, it is now going to be legal come 2021. Pay to play began in California with the Fair Pay to Play Act that came about about a month and a half ago. But both supporters of their respective topics have pushed it immensely over the past year. With pay to play, it started with Northwestern players formally urging the NCAA, one coming about, I believe, in 2008, another in 2011, and I believe another one back in 2014, 2016, that area. People have been busted for both of them, as stated with Chase Young, James Wiseman, Reggie Bush. People have been hit with the consequences. And it's the same thing for marijuana. People trying to sell it, illegally use it, whatever they have up up on their sleeve. People have been busted for it. And it started with a huge push in the Vietnam era for weed. And obviously, you know, they've been busted from there and then. But both the process of pay-to-play and weed have been going along the same paths. But one, one was shorter, smoother, and quicker. Marijuana, the marijuana movement will get there sooner than later, but pay-to-play has allowed a similar shortened path. But what they're able to do, basically get back on track with one another, like, I guess, I think I-95 and Route 1 getting back to the same route, 
in Richmond, I guess. I mean, that's just me from the South. But there's the idea of grandfathering. Reggie Bush was hit very hard for his memorabilia being sold. We all know that. Everyone knows that. And everyone knows he did it too because he's the one that gave up his eyes. But it happens. But he could have done this in 2021, and he would still have his Heisman. So why not have his trophy reinstated? Why not the Heisman Association give back his trophy? Because now, I mean, now it's legal. I mean, why not? Everything is in place. It's just unfortunate that Bush did it 16 years before it was, it was passed. When the marijuana movement becomes fully legal in every state, when this federal when this federal bill gets passed, I mean, this is something that came out about two and a half weeks ago. I mean, obviously it won't go through the first time, but it's a process. It's the fi- it's finally the part where we get to see a potential amendment come into play with cannabis. So when that goes through, why not grandfather everyone who was caught with it? They. They respect them for spending their time. They respect them, even though they may have broken, they may have may have broken the law back in I don't know 1987. But if it gets legalized 2022, 2023, how are you going to pay them back? It's the same thing with Reggie Bush. How are you going to pay him back? Because now it's legal, and for them being in the wrongdoing, seems a little seems a little suspicious. Seems a little. Like they're kind of got caught in the wrongdoing, even though, even though it was wrong then. Give them another shot, because they are the ones who suffered, but don't have to see Gen Z athletes suffer from potentially doing the same thing. So my take: forgive them, pay them back, because Reggie Bush was one of the best of all time. After seeing anomalies, binaries, and investigating throughout the entire process, this is going to conclude Gen Z, Dawn of the Fire. It truly has been a lot of fun going through the entire process as it's could not as I could not have done it without the support of my my classmates, the self-support that I had the interest in my topic, the respect and support that I had from my professor at Dr. Luce. And overall, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. But as the sun sets on just scholarships, the whole 2017-2018 college basketball scandal, a new opportunity is on the rise. The dawn of Gen Z's fire is on the rise. Thank you guys for tuning in throughout all the semester, tuning in all the way back to August and up now until December. Thank you to everyone that listened throughout the entire process, and I will catch y'all on the flip side. I'm not going to